Heavenly Father, we are in your presence. You are with us as you promised. What a joy to know that God of this universe is with us. Enable us to be present with you always, to walk with you. So this night we commit ourselves before you. Enable us to learn from your word that it will deepen our relationship with you. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen. So last week we were looking at presence of God. His presence is promised. Knowledge of God, when we say I know God, is presence of God realized. It's not knowledge about God. Knowledge, knowing someone is presence realized in daily life. Intimate relationship, knowledge of him and known by him. For example, why we are looking at it, this is the most important aspect of Christian life. John 6.26. One of you can read it for us. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. He says, you have not known me, but only the miracles I did. You saw the miracles I did. You didn't know me. Because miracles were performed with a clear purpose. John 5.36 I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me. So the work he did, the miracles he did was the, for the purpose of helping people to know the one who is in the midst of them is Son of God. John 10, 37 and 38. If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Miracles which nobody has performed, he performed, to help them to know that he is the Son of the Most High God. When they did not understand, he was actually upset about it. Matthew eleven twenty. Then Jesus began to Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed. Because they did not repent. They did not repent means understanding that the one who performed miracles is God himself and they came and surrendered their life to him. No, they did not do it. They enjoyed the miracle and went away. Now here, they know about him, but they did not know him. I am going on emphasizing this the same mistake will not happen in our life. Another example, John 5.43. I have come in my father's name and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. What is it? This COVID time, you remember? 
All government orders we obey very easily. Police orders we obey. Doctors orders we obey. But when we read in the Bible, given by the Son of God, we don't obey. The Lord says, if somebody comes in the name of government, doctors or police, you obey. But I come in the name of the Father, God the Father, you don't receive. Let us look at our own life. We say that we know him. In what way we know him? Is he superior to the other authorities? Then why we don't obey him? 544. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? We say God is great, but all the time we are seeking honor from people, declaring to ourselves, man is greater than God. Do we know him? Do we know him? That means, is the reality of the presence is with us? God of this universe is with me, so I know him. So, honor from this God is the only thing I seek. I am not seeking the honor that comes from man. If we had known him, if the presence was real for us, First Peter, Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. That means that relationship, living in the presence, would have added grace and peace will be multiplied to us. We pray for grace, knowing who Christ is and knowing that he is with me. That person will have grace and peace multiplied to him. Chapter 1, verse 3, 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we receive all that is needed for life and godliness. Now, all over the world, there is a People are running for to buy this vaccine, saying that if the vaccine comes and they put the vaccine, they will be delivered from the COVID. But all that is pertaining to life and godliness is in the knowledge, in the relationship with Christ. We don't have time to develop that relationship, to grow in that relationship. One four. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. See, through that knowledge of Jesus Christ, he has given us great and precious promises. The promises are two purposes. One, to help us to escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust. Second, to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, all these promises, how can we claim promises 
how can we claim promises are for people who have a relationship with him, who belong to him, who belong to him. God's promise, see, promises in the house are belonging only to the children of that father. It won't be for a stranger. Certain deeper aspects of a heart and relationship with God. This will decide how we receive the promises. One, ask anything in my name, I will do it for you. Ask anything in my name. He is telling it to people who are not strangers to him, who are alien to him, but to the people who are abiding in him, who are led, filled by the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit. He is telling, ask anything in my name. Now, what do we ask? If you are related to Jesus Christ, if you are related to God as children of God, will we ask anything that is against God's will, that is not approved by God? So God gives the promise to help us to get out of this world through the lust the dangerous thing that is happening through the world. But most of us look at your own prayer. What do you pray for? To be conformed to the world? They have, I want. They live like that, I want to live like that. They enjoy like that, I want to enjoy. These are the things we are asking. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life which is not from the Father, but from the world. So, if we have a relationship, we won't be asking like that. James 4 and 3. James 4 and 3. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, Gentiles who do not know God also, they offer prayers in their temples. Their prayers are also answered. Their prayers are answered. But their prayers are only for worldly things. Whatever they are doing, they are having business with liquor, the business must prosper. If they are having a business, they are doing it in black marketing, it must be prospering. All this kind of prayer they go on asking, they get it. Here, if you hold, if you see, we pray earnestly, we sincerely pray. I mentioned last few weeks back, I think, to another group. Immediate prayer is there, immediate need of the prayer. A interview, a job, a promotion is there. But beyond the immediate need, there is a hidden agenda in mind which is hidden. We don't disclose it. What is that? If I get that job, I can live as I want. If I get that promotion, I can live as I want. To fulfill my selfish agenda and plan is hidden deep inside 
but I praise him outwardly, very earnestly I pray. The Lord says, you want the answer to be spent in your pleasure. I am not answering those prayers. If a son is coming and asking the father, give me 2,000 rupees, I need it urgently. If the father knows it is for drinking, he will not give it. He will not give it. Will our father give it? Is there a relationship with him when we pray like this? Is he present with us? Is the relationship true? How can we do something? Joseph says, how can I do this against my God who is Israel says, I have declared to the king that God is with us. Now how can I be asked for protection as we travel from here to Jerusalem? Then another thing when we pray, do we remember his presence? Because the second aspect of promise is to escape from the corruption, then to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus Christ. That's the second purpose. Now, we remember his presence when we go through trials. When we go through trials. Yes, we pray earnestly to be delivered. But when we go through temptations, temptation to make money in the wrong way, temptation to, in the wrong way, to watch a TV program, in an immoral relationship, temptations. Do we realize his presence? If he had realized the presence in a day, there may be 10% of trials, 90% of temptations. During temptation, we do not realize the presence. What we want to see him when we go through trials. So the name, the name. We don't want to see him during our. Then our Zoom join pandering solid ne forty five minutes ta. How can we then see his presence during trials? So is the presence realized when we pray, we pray unto God, is it clear? In some other shops, when I go there, I see when the shop is open, they immediately conduct a puja in front of the goddess picture there, picture of the goddess. And then he sits down behind, below that picture and start writing false accounts. Is his God alive? No. He himself knows it is not alive. We say our God is alive, but are we aware of it in our prayer life? Another aspect is, does God know me? Does God know me? I say I know him. Does he know me? Matthew 7, 22 and 23. 
Matthew 7, 22 and 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Never knew you. Not that he forgot. He says, I never knew you. And the work they were doing in the name of Jesus, he declares it evil work. But for them, they thought they were in the presence. They were doing the work of God. God approves that work. God is pleased with them. That's what they thought when they were living on earth. But the surprise came on the judgment day. The Lord says, I never knew you. What a shock it is. We pray, we worship him. We do many things. Is the presence real? Is the presence real for us? Luke 13, 27. This is another occasion. Luke 13, 27. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evil doers. Why did he, to whom did he say? To people who said in 1326. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and you thought in our streets. Ah. What are they telling? Big crowd was there. I was in that corner. I saw you from that corner. When the great meat banquet was going on, I was in that corner. Sir, I used to go to church. I used to take part in communion. Good, good. But the Lord says, you had only familiarity with me. No relationship with me. I never knew you. They are claiming we have seen you. Okay, no, no, that you does see. I will give an example. You are telling someone, oh, Prime Minister Mr. Modi, I know him very well. I know him very well. He was in the Gujarat, the various things you described. Somebody went to Delhi once asked Prime Minister Mr. Modi, said, do you know this person in Madurai? I don't know him. I never knew him. You may know him. Does he know you? To use a name, there must be a relationship. There must be a relationship. Do you have a relationship to use his name? Or you are using the name from one side, relationship. The Lord says, I never knew you. They knew his name. He did not know them. Personally, no relationship. Can I use the name alone without relationship? Bible gives an example of sons of Sceva, seven of them came to cast out demons in the name of Jesus like Paul. But the evil spirit turned back and asked, Who are you? 
we know Jesus, we know Paul, you don't have any relationship. See, if there is relationship, the devil will know. The devil will know. If there is no relationship, the devil will know. And they were overpowered by these evil spirits. We cannot invoke the name of Jesus Christ, the great God's name, in vain. We need to have a relationship. General needs are supplied even without our asking. You don't ask. The Lord gives rain not because you asked. Lord gives sunshine not because he asked. Lord gives harvest not because he asked. These general needs are all met by God. It's, he supplies it to the creation. Birds do not ask, he supplies. Animals do not ask, he supplies because he created them. So, such answers for prayer cannot be used as the basis to help you think, I have a relationship with God. That's why he gave it. No, that is general supply. General supply. Israelites for 40 years lacked nothing while they remained rejected by God. They lacked nothing. The presence was there in the cloud. Water was given, manna was given, no enemy attacked them. The, the, the slippers did not wear off, the legs did not swell, means no disease. Hmm? Garments did not wear off. Look at that. All these are provided, but God was not pleased with most of them. They died in the wilderness. Creator sustains creation. Because of his promise to Abraham, he sustained them. But they didn't have a relationship with him, and he did not have a relationship with him. How do we know that? We are his own people and he, we are related with him. Romans 8, 16. Romans 8, 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The Spirit of God must bear witness with our spirit. Pastors witnessing is not enough. Neighbors witnessing is not enough. Your own thinking that I am God's child is not enough. It has to come from the Spirit of God, an impartial judge, bearing witness now here on earth. His presence and his desire, the desire of God. John 17, 21. John 17, 21. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The first desire of God for us, the Lord's desire for us, we may be one with him as he is one with the Father. First desire. Second, 22. 
I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. So, it's not enough to be one, but share the glory of God also, so that we become completely one. His glory is given to us. 7.24 Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. So it is not enough to be one and share the glory, but because everything is there, we must be where he is. That's third desire. Then 26. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them that I myself may be in them. I myself may be in the water presence. Look at this. These four desires may be one, share the glory, maybe where he is and his presence in us. His highest good, greatest desire for us is this. If that is so, is that your desire? Is that your desire? Are you willing to do your utmost for this? Here is my God who desires such close relationship with me that we may become one, we may share his glory, we may be where he is, he may live in us. Dear ones, if this is the greatest desire of God for us, are you willing to do all that is possible within you to fulfill this desire? Fulfill this plan of God. Is this what you are seeking? Seek me with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Then all things will be added. What will be added? Contentment will be added. Not these petty things of this world. We don't need it when we are satisfied in Him. When you are satisfied in Him, we don't need these things. We will need only a little bit. Read that from 1 Timothy chapter 6, 6 to 8. 6 to 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Look at that. In his presence, contentment comes. Complete satisfaction. Then what you need? Little food to eat, some clothes to cover. You are a satisfied person. You are a fully satisfied person. The reality of his presence, dear ones. Finally, consequence of living in his presence. The consequence, the results of that living in his presence. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in the response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> dear ones. If IG of your town says, don't bother anyone, anything, 
any problem is they just call me, I will be there. What courage you will be in. Hmm? What courage. Here, if God is for us, who can be against us? What boldness. 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave, gave, up, gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? <laughs> if he had given up his own son for us, what are the other things he is going to hold back from without giving? He says he will give up everything for us. 33. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Man has three problems. One is loneliness. Another is insecurity. Another is inferiority. He says, if God is for you, will you ever feel lonely? No. If God will provide everything for you, is there insecurity? If God has justified you, who can condemn you? Is there inferiority? All the basic problems are solved. You are liberated in him. This is why if the son of man makes you free, you will be free indeed, he said. Dear ones, are we enjoying this? Are we enjoying this? We worship, we pray. Do we enjoy this? Second thing is 8.37. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Bring up any problem in life. The list is there previously. Then he says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Through him who loved us. Basic fear of man is fear of rejection. Here is a word that is given. We have been given the right to become children of God. Paul prays that the eyes of these people may be open to see the hope of their calling, the inheritance they have in Christ Jesus, the power of resurrection that is working in them. The Lord help them to understand this more than conquerors. 39, 839. Neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing will separate us. What an assurance. Nothing will separate. Philippians 4 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. God of peace will be with you. Then the result is 4th chapter, 7th verse. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When the presence of God is, that is God of peace is with us, then only we will have peace of God with us. That's what he said, I leave my peace with you. 
means it's not a piece of block like this or a basket of peace. No, it is his presence with us. He is the God of peace. If God of peace is with us, peace of God will be there for us. Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will bear. Is not life more than food and, and the body more than the clothes? All these things Gentiles seek after. Eh? Do not worry. Do not be anxious. You are the children of the Most High God. When your basic problem of inferiority, loneliness and insecurity is over, you won't be running after accumulating things to solve these problems. You will be delivered. 1 Peter 1.4 Blessings of the presence. That's what we are studying. Bless. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Hmm. Do you have that inheritance assurance that I am a child of God? Then what will happen? Psalm 125.1 Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. You have seen a lot of mountains around. You have been seeing it for a lifetime. Your parents would have seen, grandparents have seen, forever it is there. Unshakable, not moved. All those trust in God are like Zion, Mount Zion. 46th Psalm 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give, up, give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. By verse 5. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Mm -hmm. I remember many years back when lady doctor was admitted in a hospital with psychiatric problem and we had to give her injections. She was refusing. I was reading this psalm to her. Verse 5 came. She stopped. Dr. John, can you read it again? In the other translation says, He is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. I read that again. She said, is it she written? Yes. She shall not be moved. He is in the midst of her. When that word was read, second day onwards, her whole countenance changed her problem solved. She began to, she was a committed woman. She realized the presence and she was delivered. Is that your experience? She shall not be moved. She shall not be moved. Yesterday, a person wrote to me, huge amount of loan at very young age. What to do, she doesn't know. What to do? She's shaking. She's frightened. She went on her own way to do this. I was sharing, do you know the Lord? 
In Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, those who trust the Lord and whose trust is Lord, like the tree planted by the waters. In summer also, in dry season also, it will be bearing fruit. John 10, 28 and 29, the Lord says, No one shall pluck you out of my hand. My Father is greater than all. No one can pluck you out of my Father's hand. So, conclude, confess his presence. Confess his presence. Luke 12, 8 and 9. Luke 12, 8 and 9. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge me before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. Confessing his name is not only with the mouth, but your life also. Confess. It's a mutually edifying thing. As you confess, he confesses, as you confess, he confesses. Then you are like Mount Zion, will not be disturbed. Mountains may shake, it fall into the sea and it may roar, but she shall not be moved. He is in the midst of her. Confess his name. To yourself, to others, through life and through words. Remind of his presence. Remind of his presence. Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Confess his presence. Now I said, remind of his presence. When we sit with others, don't go on lament. Don't go on, mourn and cry and murmur. Say, the Lord is with me, the reality. He has promised. Problems are there, but he is with me. Goliath may be standing in front of you like a big problem, but you are walking toward it like David. In the name of Jesus. In the name of God. And David saw Goliath as already dead. Finally, live in his presence. Confess his presence. Remind of his presence. Live in his presence. John 15, 4 and 5. John 15, 4 and 5. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to be with us forever. He has promised I will be with you forever. I will never leave you. Please do not speak against that and say, Lord, will you come to stay with me? Hmm? Don't speak that. If you have sinned and you are not able to come closer to him, confess your sins and settle matters, you can boldly enter his presence. Read that also and close. Hebrews 10 chapter 
19-22. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings having a heart sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty consciousness and having our bodies washed with pure water. Yeah. Enter his presence with full assurance. Yes. Will you recollect all this we have learned? <clears throat> Samson would have recorded it. Replay it a few times when you listen to it. And settle matters with God, whatever is hindering. Come to Him, stay with Him, live with Him, abide in Him. Let the world know that God is with them. Shall we pray? I request one of you will pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful, wonderful evening of uh, meditation and study. We thank you for teaching us through scripture, guiding us, guarding us, protecting us, and leading us, Lord. Help us to remain in you, Lord, and your words to remain in us. That whatever we ask in your name will be granted to us. Help us to stay firm in you, Lord. Help us to stay firm that we can teach our children the great truths of the Bible. Help us to feel your presence every day. Help us to come closer to you and to build our relationship closer with you. We ask all this in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all of us. God bless you.